Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. This is Dr. Joseph A. Mills, Jr. of Agape MC Ministries of Military Virginia. Thank you for tuning in to our Reigning in Life Through Faith radio broadcast. I pray that today's message will truly be a blessing to you. Welcome, Reigning in Life Through Faith family, to another exciting broadcast. I am Dr. Renee Mills. And I am Pastor Jerome Mills. You know, we here at Agape Embassy Ministries were so blessed to have Dr. Mills as our shepherd, and he has truly been missed. But the strong foundation through the Word of God he has laid here at the embassy and in the lives of those of you who tune into the broadcast is evident. So listen, you guys, we know where he is and we rejoice. And we also continue to be obedient to the plan and the purpose that God has for Agape. We just wanted to stop and say thank you for your continued support of this awesome radio broadcast. I am so godly proud of my son who has accepted the mantle and God is truly using him. Thanks, Mom. So if you're ever in the Alexandria, Virginia area, come and stop by the embassy for one of our weekly services. We just wanted to say we love you and we hope to see you soon. Enjoy this powerful series from Dr. Mills entitled Spiritual Authority, Gifts. The fourth chapter of um, 1 Corinthians and the reason I'm doing this is because when we talk about the body and parts of the body, we talked last week about the ability. With this power we're talking about is ability. It's, uh, it's dunamis is how it's pronounced, the Hebrew. Um, and and it, it's called ability, power, or a number of things that would pertain to that. That's what it is. And at the measure that it is needed is how it will come come out. How it would how it can be transferred. Are y'all with me? So verse twenty says, or verse nineteen says, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up. But the power, um, in other words, uh, there are, are people who have a lot of persuasive words and all that kind of stuff, but is there any power with them? Right. Verse 20 says, 
For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Um, Now, uh, I'm sure that as I begin to show you all some things, I don't know what may happen in here. Y'all with me? Okay, but y'all just hang in there, okay? The power of God is nothing to fear. That's number one. Because if, if, if it mess around and you get afraid, then you're going to cut it off. God, haven't given us the spirit of, but power. There you go. He's given us his power. In the Acts the 10th chapter, verse 38, we see that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Same power. Same power. And so we have the anointing of the Spirit on us and this power. And the Word of God says he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the oppressed of oppressed of so we're not talking about fighting against flesh and blood we're talking about uh, coming against demonic spirits that would oppress or depress people keep them in a condition where he can control them but we're talking about releasing them from the devil's control and giving them the freedom that they so desire. Everybody desires freedom. Are you with me? And we are that people that have been chosen by God to help people understand that they no longer have to be subject to the control of Satan that way. Are y'all with me? I don't know where I'm going today, but I'm just, I'm just going to move with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are y'all with me? Okay. And I know you all are receiving what I'm talking about because this is going to be strictly Holy Spirit. Amen. All right? Amen. So, uh, I'm going to look at a couple of other translations of this particular verse uh, so that we can get uh, a clear gist of what the Word of God is saying. Pretty much it's going to say the same thing. It says God's kingdom is not just talk in uh, the God's Word Bible. It says not just talk, it's power. It's power. Okay? So we can sit around and talk about we love the Lord and all that kind of thing. But if there is no transfer of power, if the power of God is not being evident to help somebody out of their condition, what's talk? What's talk? You know, we, we can talk about freedom that God gives us, but what's talk? If there is actually no freedom actually taking place in the life of somebody because we don't know what we're doing. Are y'all with me? We need to know what we're doing. We need to understand that there is this power in you. Are you with me? Uh, The contemporary English version says this, God's kingdom isn't just a lot of words. It's power. It is power. The NLT says 
For the kingdom of God is not just, not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. It's living by God's power. So the very life that we're talking about Jesus came for us to have is lived by the power of God that he has put in. I thought about this during the course of the week. I didn't think about it, but you know, God just brings things to me. You know, just, you know. And I just heard our spirit is an incubator. It's like a womb for words. Remember, any words you receive will produce. You will produce. So words are spirit. Word of God tells us. Come on, y'all. Okay. Words are spirit. We're not talking about God, just God's words, but you got to understand words are, words are, let's put it this way. Words are seeds. And then he showed the whole earth is like a big womb. (laughs) When seeds are planted in the earth, what happens? The earth produces. Our spirit is like, we always, we say, according to Mark, the fourth chapter, our spirit is like the earth that receives seed. And the word of God says, we don't know how, but it produces. I had to think about that, man. I'm like, whoa, our spirit is the womb that needed certain seed put in it to produce something. So God used our, our spirits as a womb. And the word of God says that we were, we were recreated by the seed of the word of God. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all may not, okay, I got some new people in here. They ain't heard me before. You may not even know where this is, but it's in the Bible. Let's go. Let's, 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 just, let's just do Bible study this morning. All right. Amen. Because you need to know that this is not about religion. The first, first Peter, first chapter, let's look at verse 23. This is not religion that we're in. It's a life. You need to understand how this life produces and what this life is all about and how you, how you can increase this life and how you develop this life and, and how to help someone else develop this life. Amen. Are you all with me? So now let's look at um, chapter one. I'm going to back it up just to uh, verse 22. It says, since you have uh, have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren love one another fervently with a pure heart having been born again not of corruptible seed so there is corruptible seed and then there's some good seed 
It's all seed that produces. So if you want corruption in your life, you take on or receive corruptible seed and that's what you're going to have in your life. You want that. Any seed that is diametrically opposed to the seed of God is corruptible seed. If you're going to corrupt yourself, you're going to corrupt everything around you. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. So he lets you know there, there's two kinds of seed that can be planted in your heart or planted in the womb of your heart that can produce in your life. Corruptible seed, incorruptible seed. The incorruptible seed is the living word of God. Amen. And every seed, every seed has the ability to produce itself. God's word has the ability to produce itself. That is, if the word of God is spirit, we're talking about the only spirit we're talking about can be, can be God. So if you receive the word of God, it's going to produce God. can't produce anything else but God. Mm -hmm. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides. How long? Forever. Forever. So then you know right there that God's word is incorruptible and you have been born again through that. Now, Where did that seed come from? The seed came from when you spoke the word of God, when you confessed, because confessing is sowing seed in your heart. You're with me? So what do you want in life? See, what you want in life, how do you want your life to be? What do you want the outcome of your life to be? You have to sow the incorruptible word of God that pertains to the future of your life. Plant that in your heart through confession and you will produce. Your, your, the womb will produce. You give a seed to a woman that seed goes into that womb and that womb produces what that seed went in there to produce. Same thing with the word of God. Are you with me? Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians, the well, I want to go to 1 Corinthians 2nd chapter. And uh, let's, let's, let's look at this. In the 2nd chapter, let's just start reading verse 1. Verse 4 is the scriptural reference that I want to go to. He says, now, uh, now I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech. I'm a word there. 
talk, big talk. You know, people got these long words that they want to, you know, seem impressive, you understand, all that kind of stuff. No power. No power. She says, I didn't come to you. I didn't come to you with, with, uh, with, with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Man, that good grace is a martyr. Man. See, if we don't see something happen, if we, if, if we don't know that we can lay hands on somebody or we can speak into somebody's life and see things change, which is the demonstration of the power of God, we ain't doing nothing. We ain't doing nothing. Are you always, can you understand what I'm saying? Why is it so important that you would be filled with the Spirit of God? Because according to Acts, the 10th chapter, verse 38, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Holy Spirit and power is what God wants us anointed with. So that when that, when we have that and the Holy Spirit begins to instruct you or teach you in how to conduct yourself, with that power that is in you, you'll know how to, how to conduct yourself. You won't just go around laying hands because you see somebody falling down and, and it looks cute or, you know, or, or uh, you, you know, you're looking at, look at what I did. Now, even God in your ignorance will still save somebody or deliver somebody while you are taking his glory from him. And Jesus said, I never knew you when you come to him. You say, I did this in your name, I did that in your name. No, you didn't, you did it in your own name because I don't, I don't know you. You didn't do that because you were trying to glorify me. You were trying to glorify yourself, but because the person needed something. God ignored you and did something for the person. Hey, WAVA family. This is Pastor Jay, and thanks for tuning into the broadcast this morning. Before we end the show, I want to take a look back at today's message and pull out some key things that Dr. Mills was explaining in the message that not only spoke to me, but I know will be a blessing to you. Now, remember, we're talking about spiritual authority and how we as believers have to understand that our authority comes by the power of God. Our words, actions, and well-doing won't amount to anything without the power of God to perform it. His power working on our behalf is the key factor in accomplishing what we have set out to do. God's power is activated in our life through our belief and our intimate time of getting to know Him. Having the power of God operating in your life is not something that comes automatically, but must be developed and sought after. When it's not, we can end up having the same experience as seven sons of Sceva as it's recorded in Acts 19. Let's take a moment to look at this story as an example where some people are trying to operate without the power of God. Acts 19 in the NLT and let's begin at verse 13 and it says, A group of Jews was traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation saying, I command you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches to come out. Okay, let's stop right here and take a moment to understand what's wrong with this approach from the beginning. 
In verse 13, we can see that this group of Jews were attempting to use a name that they had no intimate knowledge of. We can see this when they say, I command you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. God is seeking an individual relationship with you, not a relationship with you through someone else. Have you ever heard someone say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. My grandmother's always praying. Or yeah, I know God is real. My dad is always at church. Essentially, that's the same thing the sons of Sceva were attempting to do, claiming to know God through someone else. We must truly have an understanding that God has only one type of relative, and that's children. The power of God can be activated by first knowing that you are a child of God, and his power is working through you by Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's continue on in the story at verse 15. And it says, but one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. Wow. Here we see the seven sons of Sceva trying to cast out evil spirits. But this example can be applied in other areas of everyday life. What have you been trying to do or accomplish lately that doesn't seem to be working? You could be saying, I've done all the right things. I prayed about it. I even know what's supposed to be happening, but something still isn't breaking in the situation. It's kind of like you have a nice car that comes with a steering wheel, a gas pedal, tires, you know, all the essentials you need to drive. You even have your driver's license that gives you legal permission to drive on the road or highway. You sit in the car, you put your hands on the wheels and your foot on the gas, but nothing is happening. You're going nowhere. Well, the car isn't moving because you didn't fill it with the power it needs to go. That's gasoline. In life, we need God's power for the things to move on our behalf. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not enough just to go to church or have all the right things to say. It's the power of God that has to move on situations to change. 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 20 in the NLT says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. If you can relate to this happening in your life, I would suggest analyzing your relationship with God. Are you believing God because of what someone else said, like the seven sons of Sceva? Or do you believe God for what you know for yourself? We can say and do all the things we see other people doing, but if we're not personally connected to God and have a revelation of his truth, his power cannot work through us. Growing up, my grandparents and my parents took me to church because they believed that was the right thing to do. I was sure that they knew God and I knew of God, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him until much later in life. In my young adulthood, I became frustrated with life because nothing seemed to really be going my way. And there finally came a time when I realized that I needed God in my life if I expected things to turn out right for me. So I began to learn more about him. But this time, not because my parents and grandparents were forcing me to, I wanted to. So as I began to attend church regularly and actually take some time to learn and memorize the scriptures, I began seeing my life changing for the better. Eventually, I received Holy Spirit and began to dig deeper and deeper into the Word of God. And I've never looked back since. God has given me the power to go from glory to glory and from victory to victory. I want to encourage everyone today to fill your life with the word just like I had to do. This is the primary way to increase your intimacy with God and begin to experience his power in your life. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 11 in the NLT says, For the word of God is alive and powerful 
is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The key point I want to pull out of this verse is that the word is alive and powerful. The word of God is seed and your heart is the ground. We need to hide that word deep into our hearts and it'll give you life and power. Watch as things begin to move in your life by the power of God. If you can, take some time out today to do just that. Read the word and allow God to plant some of those seeds in your heart. I guarantee you'll see the difference. Well, family, I'm glad you tuned in this morning and I pray that our time together was a blessing to you. Thanks again for tuning into the Reigning in Life Through Faith broadcast and we'll see you next week. To receive your gift of today's message on CD, simply send your donation of no less than $10 in the form of a check or money order to Agape Embassy Ministries, 5775 Barclay Drive, Suite 7, Alexandria, Virginia, 22315. Visit us on the web at www.agapeembassy.com. Dr. Mills invites you to listen to the broadcast for more Reigning in Life Through Faith. Join us for our Sunday morning encounters at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesday evening Bible study at 7.30 p.m. We are located at 5775 Barclay Drive in Alexandria, Virginia. Or give us a call at 703-971-7202.